Happy Easter, everybody. It is great to see you. Thanks so much for tuning in online and, and celebrating Easter with us. It is wonderful for us to be able to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, the resurrection of our Savior, our Lord, and who He is. Hope you're having a great time with family celebrating this day and honoring the Lord. We are just, it is a difficult time for many of us, but gosh, we have so many things to be thankful for, don't we? When you look at our life, when you look at what's going on, I'm certain there's things to be thankful for. We certainly have a wonderful opportunity to be thankful for the Lord, uh, right? Just this past Friday, uh, we honored the Lord because it was Good Friday, so we honor Him and, and remember and worship Him because of His sacrifice. He paid the sacrifice for us where He laid His life down. He, he willingly was arrested. He willingly took a beating. He willingly was whipped and flogged and scourged and took the crown of thorns on His head and was nailed to a cross. And the thing that's, that, that maybe you are aware of, of or not, but that the crucifixion was one of the most brutal forms uh, the one of the most torturous forms of capital punishment ever created. And, and that's the, the form of punishment that, that the Roman Empire used. So that's how Christ uh, died in, in, in just brutal torture uh, on a cross and being nailed to the cross. And, and then we are fully aware that he was buried. He was put in a tomb, but only for three days. And that's why we celebrate this day, because on the third day, he rose again, came back to life, showing his power over sin and death. And that's amazing. So he's alive and we celebrate him and all that he is. And we want to honor him and bless his name. In fact, at that time when he rose from the dead and he came out of the tomb, there were angels that were there and they said things to the people that had come to, to see Jesus. Uh, at the tomb. And they said in, or it says in Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse five, the angel was communicating to the people. He said, don't be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. And so this was the most significant day in all of history. And maybe just maybe you have experienced some struggles in your life and you've gone through some difficulties and maybe you've come to the point where you recognize that you need a savior. You need to know the Lord. You know that you need, you desire a connection with God. And so today I wanna to put a little bit of a different spin on Easter and the understanding of Christ and his resurrection. And, and so I wanna preach on what it means to know God on this Easter Sunday. So, uh, you know, cause a lot of people, they talk about God. Uh, they make general comments about God, like God bless you and because you sneezed or, or you know, the, just the, a lot of people will often give an acknowledgement to that the fact that there's some type of higher being. And so we just kind of put that all in the category of God, but truly knowing God and his son, Jesus, uh, by being a Christian means that we know God. And I'm not talking about just knowing him. I mean, when you know God and who he is. Um, do you remember the good old days uh, when, it, when it used to be okay to go out in public? Uh, when it was okay to go to a restaurant or the grocery store or go to a movie and just be out, you know, amongst the community. Remember that? Like it was okay to do? Uh, gosh, I, I, I remember when I went to high school uh, I, I went here in the in the Melbourne area here in Florida, and and so periodically I would be out in the community, uh, and I would bump into people that I went to high school with. Now I would see them, 
and they would see me and, and we kind of would do that funny face where we knew each other. We thought we, you know, as you get older, because it was decades ago, everybody looks a little bit different as you get older. And so you see somebody and I would kind of tilt my head and, and I would kind of recognize them and say, I, I think I know you, um, but I, I would try and line up where I knew them. Now, it's a little bit awkward at first, but there's some type of familiarization that I had with them because I had seen them before. Now, that is not the type of connection that we are to have with the Lord, uh, where we kind of think we know him, we know a little bit about him. I mean, we, we should be more than just a little bit aware of who Jesus is and knowing him. Because several years after Jesus rose from the dead, uh, some of his disciples, they, they wrote accounts of his life, and we know them as the Gospels. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, right there at the beginning of the New Testament. So they, they wrote accounts of them. And so Matthew was one of them, and he records some of Jesus' teachings. And in fact, in, in Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 21, Matthew writes this, uh, talking about the Lord as, as Jesus was communicating. So Jesus says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Now, many people do lots and lots of good things, um, but they don't actually know the Lord. And so God is looking for relationship. And, and this is all that matters. This is the most important thing because uh, at some point in time, you're going to stand before God. And, and even just me saying that, you might, may think, well, I don't believe in God. And that's fine that you don't believe in God, but this is true. Like this is actually going to happen. One day you will stand before God and he's going to say, do I know you? Like, how do I know you? What's my connection with you? And so were we able to have an intimate connection with the Lord that he knows us and we know him? Because God isn't looking for religious answers uh, where, where we can't say to him, well, I was a pretty good person. I did, I did a lot of good things. I helped a lot of good people. I even went to church and I got baptized. Like those things are not going to count. Like he's looking for a relational response where we can say, you know, I wasn't perfect, but I loved Jesus. I love him and who he is. You know, Jesus is my Savior and my Lord, and, and, and I know that I need him. Like, those are the types of responses that we can communicate uh, to the Lord, because so many people think that if we just do the right thing, that everything's going to work out in the end, and that's just not the case. And we need to understand the importance of knowing, truly knowing the Lord and who he is. This is so important that Jesus was even confronted uh, about this multiple times. Uh, we find in a few chapters later in Matthew chapter 15, starting in verse 1, it says, Some Pharisees uh, and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, Why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. And so they were challenging Jesus about what his disciples 
do. And they were focusing on their traditions that they had come up with. And so basically they were asking, are your disciples doing the right things the right way? Now, walking in righteousness, walking in obedience to the Lord, living a lifestyle that models Christ, those things are extremely important in our life, but they come as a result of us knowing him and having a great connection with him. I mean, look at how Jesus responds to these religious leaders. It's actually in verse 8, same chapter. It's that Jesus said, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So knowing him intimately, our hearts are connected with him, longing for him. That's the most important thing. I mean, when, when Jesus was asked one time, what's the, what's the greatest commandment? What's the most important thing that, that I can do to follow after you? He answered regarding our hearts. He answered regarding our love and our passions. And that's found in Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 36. It says, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. So it's about our heart. It's about relationship. It's about connecting with him. It's about knowing him intimately. Now, we know a lot of things. We have a lot of knowledge. And even the things that we don't know, we can look up. We can find out almost instantaneously. Uh, but when you talk about knowing God, do you really know him on an intimate level and have a deep connection with him? I'm talking about you know, inside and out, likes, dislikes, everything. I mean, so we have people and friends and things that, that we know about, but is God one of the ones that we know so much about that we have this incredible connection? Because without Jesus, we're going to get frustrated, right? We're going to get frustrated even in the good things that we do. We're going to get impatient with people that are in our lives, especially when we're in close quarters, right? Where, where, where we're struggling. Uh, we have, feel like we have no relief in our life. I mean, people are probably getting frustrated at this point in time, right? I know, I know I've heard a number of times, uh, friends that I know and family members that they're frustrated with others that are in their neighborhoods and community and cities that aren't taking, uh, the, the stay at home order seriously. Like they're frustrated by that. It's like they're prolonging things. Parents might be frustrated right now because your kids are in school. Uh, well, they are in school, but they're at home. And so now you're the teacher, you're the principal, and you're having to take care of things. And maybe you work as well. And so you're a teacher and working uh, at home and that finding just challenges with that. I know sometimes I, I've encountered some older people that are scared and concerned and they're, uh, they're afraid about going outdoors, going to the grocery store and and then, gosh, certainly right now, the hospitality industry and a number of others are just taking a beating economically. And we understand all those things and we get frustrated with that. And so I just, I just want to encourage you. There's times when we have to recognize that we're powerless in the situation that we may be in, the struggle, the, what, we're, what we're facing. We can't overcome the challenges in our life. Uh, we try, but eventually even willpower gets depleted. And we get tired, we get frustrated. I mean, even the Bible at times can seem like an arduous task that we're trying to complete. 
And, and, and so reading the Bible, yes, can be a challenge at times when you're not in love. When we're experiencing God's love and we're longing for this connection with him, then reading scripture just takes on a new light and, and we understand. And, and But there can be times when we even see other people that we see their closeness with God and we get a little bit jealous. Have you ever experienced that before where you see somebody and you go, you go, gosh, you know, I, I, it just seems like they worship God and everything they do and say, and we get a little bit envious. In fact, that, that's a, in, in scripture, the apostle Paul was writing about the same thing in his desire to be closer uh, with the Lord. In Philippians chapter three, verse 10, he writes this, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I mean, he says right there, I want to know Christ. I want to experience with him what it will look like. And so God, he doesn't want us just to celebrate the resurrection. He wants us to experience the resurrection on our own for ourselves that we would have this divine encounter with him. And so we can have this. We can have this in our life for ourselves uh, because most people are really looking for something greater than themselves. They're looking for some type of connection, uh, right? And some, some type of meaning. And, and, and many of us, we've realized that it doesn't come from cars. It doesn't come from money. It doesn't come from houses or the vacations that we're hoping to take one day. Uh, it's from making a difference in other people's lives. That's why at Grace Church, we use the phrase a difference maker. We want to be a difference maker. And so part of our vision is that we would impact the community and, and we want to show the love of Christ. We want to wear love out with, with those that are in need. And, and now more than ever, like our heart is desiring to do that and we're going to do that. So I want to share with you two different ways that you can be a difference maker in our area, in our community. The first is we're going to do a grocery donation drop-off. Uh, this upcoming Thursday, April 16th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., I wanna encourage you to just drop off some non-perishable items and groceries uh, to, to GC Central, to our, our multi-purpose location where our offices are. Uh, and maybe there's you, you wanna buy some canned goods, some personal hygiene items. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna collect all those items and we're gonna be donating them uh, to the other food banks in our area, uh, specifically the ones that, that churches run and give to people that are in need. And, and so we're going to help supply those food banks and, and shelters that, that need those items right now. Because uh, many of them have some items and some are running low, but we anticipate over these upcoming weeks and months that more might be needed. Uh, so we want to help supply that. So if you're able to do that, we would encourage you. We'll share more details and information through social media and emails. But the second thing I want to share with you is if you're unable to do a, a grocery donation, maybe you would consider just giving a financial contribution. Uh, so we're going to be designating funds uh, th through Love, Inc., which is one of the ministries that we support. So one of the, the objectives that we're going to have is we want to raise at least $2,500 and so what that will do is that it will allow us to buy a whole pallet of food. So with this pallet, there's provision for 10,000 meals that we're going to provide. So maybe, you know, you would consider doing that. So I would encourage you to go, go to gracechurch.life, click on giving, and then you can se select 
the COVID-19 response. And so we're going to be designating funds to be providing meals. Uh, so those are two ways where we can wear love out, where we can be a difference maker. And I would ask that you would join in and do that because only God can help us discover who we are. Only God can help us to be a difference maker, to make a difference. And so I just want to encourage you, you have a purpose. You have a calling. It's very significant. And God wants to help you uncover that. And even in saying that, we want that. We desire that. But we all would fully admit, we have some issues though, don't we? We have some some problems, some things that we've got to work to work through. There's even some things that prevent us from taking those steps forward because to become all that God has created us to be. And, and if we're totally honest, sometimes we even get in the way of ourselves, don't we? Some of our thoughts, emotions, things that we've experienced, some of our past decisions we allow to hinder us, hold us back, hold us captive. And so we like even just remembering them, you're thinking of them now, like there's times when, when they haunt us, they hold us back and hold us down. And so I just want to encourage you, God offers us freedom from those things, from those past decisions. He offers us forgiveness and cleansing like never before. And so we need that in our lives. We've got to experience that. And so maybe you're feeling stirred. Maybe you're feeling challenged or encouraged. And so maybe the question is coming in your mind. Okay, this is great. How do I know God? Like, how do we take these steps forward? How can I be a difference maker? So I have a few points in scriptures that I want to share with you. The first is that we love him. And this comes from 1 John 4, 19. It says, we love each other because he first loved us. And so that's very clear. John is communicating that Christ first loves us. Uh, and, and so our love is as a response to his love. So we can do that. We can, can do those things and, and communicate that love and show that love. And so our love for others comes as a result of an overflow of our love for Christ. So we love him explicitly and primarily and, and with all that we are. And then the second thing that we need to do is we need to have some level of pursuit. Uh, and this in Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And so what if right now you decided to go after God? What if you decided, you know what, I'm going to pursue after him. I'm going to go after him. And, and, and what if you stopped holding back? What if you stopped using some of the same excuses that you've used before. Maybe it's you're busy, you don't have time, or you get distracted. What if you said, you know what, I'm going to push all that aside and I'm going to go after him. One of the phrases we love to use is, what if you went all in? What if all of us, we decided as a church to create a movement that we just went after God passionately and we were led by his spirit and we were full of the spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit was just resonating in our life. And so we were used in incredible ways because of our pursuit by him. Because in all relationships, it takes significant commitment. It takes surrendering. And so maybe you need to experience number three, where you give him your life. And so in Luke chapter 9, verse 24, it says, If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And so that's Jesus talking. What if we give up our life, where we give, we, we, we just turn it over to him and say, I want to be led by you. I want to be passionate for you. I want to follow you. Because it's, it's possible that in your life, you've tried to do this on your own. You've tried to accomplish things in your own power or take steps forward. And, and so maybe you did that. You tried to find fulfillment and you came up empty. You came up short. You came up lacking. And now maybe you just feel tired or you feel lonely. 
or maybe you're just angry and frustrated. And so I want to share with you, there is a better way. This is incredible. This is life altering, but it's, it's not about what we do or what we don't do. It's when we stand before God, what will we say? And so for us, like it's this, God, I know you. God, I, I, I know your son. I followed him. I was passionate for him. That's the most important thing where we acknowledge we can't do life on our own, that we're in need of a savior. And that's exactly why Jesus came. He laid his life down and died on the cross. He was the perfect sacrifice so that we would be able to stand before God because in and of ourselves, we can't. It's impossible. God is perfect. But by us believing in Christ and following after him, we then take on the perfection, the same that he had, and we can have forgiveness and cleansing and stand before God and worship him, worship him and know him intimately. And so that's what we long for and desire. And so right now, if that's you, if you know that you need to just declare Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, uh, we're going to pray. And I'm going to pray right now. And I would just ask that you would pray along with me uh, because it's very clear. Like I'm going to pray and you can use my words and you can repeat them as your own. Uh, but it's very clear. Some of the scripture I already read is that God sees our heart. He knows you. Even though you're watching online, you're watching a screen. God is there with you now. The power of the Holy Spirit, you're encountering that. Maybe your heart's beating a little bit fast. Maybe you feel like a little bit of heat or some goosebumps. And so what that is, is that's the Holy Spirit. He's meeting with you right now. And so I just want to encourage you, maybe you pray along with me to turn your life over to Christ once and for all and surrender to him. So let's pray together and you pray along with me. So dear God, we know we need you. We long for you. We desire you. God, thank you that you're perfect in every way. But God, I want to acknowledge, I know that I've had struggles in my life. I've done things that I'm not proud of. Even I carry some shame and some guilt. And so right now I believe in Jesus. I believe he's your son and that he laid his life down for me. Jesus, would you come into my life? Would you change me? Jesus, would you forgive me of all those things that I've done? Because I want to have a connection with you. I want to know you and I want to follow you. And so I surrender my life over to you. Not only this day, not only this moment, but every single day. So thank you so much for what you did for me, that I could have a fresh start, that I could have a new beginning, that I could have cleansing and fulfillment in life and discover my purpose. And I want to be passionate for you and all that you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that prayer is a, a big prayer, and I just want to celebrate with you. If you prayed that prayer, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you for doing that. If you could do us a favor, just go ahead and, and click the hand emoji just to say, hey, that was me. Like, I raised my hand. I, I want to have a connection with Jesus. I needed that. Thank you so much. Go ahead, go ahead and click on that emoji, or maybe you could text, uh, text, I said yes to the, the number that's on the screen. That way we can have a connection with you because we don't want you out there on your own, uh, all alone or by yourself. We, wanna, we want to know you just the way you know God. We want to have that in your life. We want to have that relationship, have a connection with church. So you can raise the hand emoji. You can text, I said yes to the number on the screen. That way we can have a connection with you.